your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Lockdown Golden Knights. Ahead, our crossover edition with Ian McLaren of Lockdown Bruins with the preview of Thursday night's VGK Bruins game. Hi again, everyone. I'm Tony Cardasco. You can follow us at Lockdown VGK or me at Tony Dasco on Twitter. You can hear me every Saturday morning from 8 to 10 a.m. on 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas, which is also heard on the Odyssey app. Thanks for making Lockdown Golden Knights your first listen. It's free and available on all platforms. And now, our crossover edition with Ian McLaren of Lockdown Bruins. All right, the Bruins and uh, Golden Knights set to face off on Thursday evening in Vegas. Uh, Boston's first trip there in quite some time, I guess. Uh, I noted yesterday that Charlie Coyle was celebrating his 30th birthday on Wednesday as the Bruins travel to Vegas, so hopefully he's not... Uh, not too partied out in advance of this game. Um, what's uh, what's going on down there today, Tony? Well, you know, we uh, we welcome teams as we did here in Las Vegas during that first campaign with the Vegas <laughs> flu. So yeah, we're hoping great. that Coyle maybe goes and out and little parties a little bit too much. You know, uh, the Golden Knights back on track, Ian. Uh, they currently, you know, are a team that I feel still is on the bubble. Mm. Numerous injuries. We've had Max Pacioretty. Now he's out. Uh, Mark Stone is on the long-term injured reserve list. And they're just trying to fill in some pieces and some blanks. And, uh, you know, they slept for uh, just a a little while last night or a couple of nights ago, I should say, into fourth place because Edmonton surpassed them and leapfrogged over uh, the Golden Knights. And so they're a team that's, uh, you know, not quite there. They have a lot of concerns. Uh, They're not getting consistent scoring like they were earlier this season. And, you know, now Robin Leonard returned. Uh, he returned in the San Jose game. Mm. Uh, and, and the Golden Knights are not beating the high caliber, you know, better teams, you know, in, in the National Hockey League right now. And so to me, it's a little bit concerning uh, where they're at right now. Mm-hmm. One one thing I uh, wanted to ask about, I haven't really watched too many Vegas games lately, uh, but uh, Jack Eichel, how is he how is he fitting in? How does he look so far? I tell you what, I say he's about 50% and he's oh, wow. still the best skater on the ice for the Golden Knights. He's 50 yeah. to 60% and he's just outstanding. It's just the way he carries the puck. And then that acceleration that we've seen, we see some glimpses of like what he could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I'm just excited to watch him. And what a great story, right? To get him back uh, off of the neck surgery. And now he's back playing and uh, Robin Leonard and he, you know, we're teammates back in mm-hmm. Buffalo and, Leonard was just saying how excited he is to have Eichel, you know, on the team. I just think he's, he's, you know what? He's too good. He's too good for that top line. Right. And if Genny Dodonoff is struggling big time, I don't know who they're going to put on the wing for now with Stone and Pacioretty out. Stevenson is not a natural winger per se. And he's just far better than anyone on the team, I think. And they can't catch up to his passes. They don't know where he's going to go with the puck. Everyone needs to be alert, but. Uh, right now, there's just no chemistry to speak of with that top line, especially. Right. 
Is that that 50, 60% mostly just kind of shaking off the rust for not playing for a yeah. year? Health-wise, yeah, but, I imagine he's, he's – Yeah, he's health-wise, right. you know, Ian, it's incredible where he's at because uh, his very first game back, he was out there mixing it up, you know, going into the dirty areas and, like, uh, still, like, checking players against the boards, and he's been checked. Uh, and he's he survived all of that. He looks like he's fine. He had in the game on Tuesday night, he had a good look and he just missed the net and he's getting close, you know, every game. Uh, I could see something really good happening with him maybe a couple of weeks from now. You know, he'll start to get more into the rhythm and the flow, but he needs some help on that top line for sure. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I know Bruins fans are kind of – you know, familiar with a guy like Riley Smith. Is he a guy that could maybe fit up with Eichel or, or is he pretty set on the line that he's, uh, that he's on? I, I would, my guess is that Jonathan Marshall. So might be a better fit. Mm. The misfit line. That's the second line of the golden Knights. Uh, they finally started to play well together in the San Jose, uh, the San Jose game earlier uh, this week. And in that game, uh, multi-point games for every player and Riley Smith had a couple of goals. And uh, Smith now, in the last nine games, has five goals. He's starting to come on. He will be a free agent at the end of the season. So right. this is a contract year. And we hear his name an awful lot in trade rumors. So I'm not sure if he's going to be around here or not. And with this Golden Knights team, I think everyone's up for grabs. I, I don't think anyone's safe. And I feel as though they're going to be active during the trade deadlines uh, mm-hmm. area. Right, yeah, I guess with uh, with Pacioretty and Stone on IR, Stone's on LTIR, yeah. maybe kind of a Nikita Kucherov uh, 2.0 situation. Brewing, I call him Mark, uh, yeah. I call him Mark Stowe, Mark Stowe, because they like are stowing him away. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow, that's funny. Yeah, that is that kind of, I mean, not the plan per se, but is that kind of what it's looking like, that he might not be back for the regular season? Yeah, that's what they're saying. It's a back problem. He's got back issues. Uh, they were aggravated. He's, he said that he first experienced some uh, some back pain in the, the injury uh, in the playoffs last season. Great. And then it was just aggravated as the season went on. They said it was a good thing to shut him down. And I don't think we'll see him until the postseason. If there, there is a postseason, I think like the fans are just getting way ahead of themselves here in Las Vegas. And to me, they're just not there. And Robin Leonard and Nett, to me, still a little iffy proposition. You know, he had his 20th win against San Jose, but at times he's just like too up and down, you know, for me. He's not like even tempered. And I don't know if they can win the cup with him and Laurent Brassois, uh mm-hmm. as the goaltenders on this team. I really am not sure. That is, to me, the biggest question mark. They can get everyone back for the postseason, but how will the goaltending be? in the postseason for the golden Knights. Yeah, that's interesting. Cause I had looked at the, the Bruins they're on a, this will be game five of a six game road trip. And I had kind of penciled this game in as probably the more difficult one on the, on the calendar, but it seems as though they might be, uh, might be catching Vegas uh, at a good time with, with all these issues that are going on there. Yeah. It just, uh, it's going to be a matter if the Bruins can, stop the Golden Knights from hanging on to the puck. Last couple of games, you know, they they kind of started to show some signs of them being able to hold the puck in their zone, in the offensive zone. And, uh, you know, I, I'm just not sure if that was, you know, 
a good thing or not so good against San Jose because, you know, with the Sharks, it was like their sixth game in 10 days. Mm. Uh, and so they were just leg weary and the Golden Knights have owned them and they're not that good anymore. Right. And so I, I don't know if that was a good sign or not, but they were able to just play keep away from from the Sharks. And in turn, it helped out Robin Leonard, who only faced 17 shots and I think two pretty much high danger shots. He let up a, a really cheap goal. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm not quite sure if they're that good yet. I, I'm not right. sure if they're going to be able to possess the puck against the Bruins. What do you think the Bruins will do defensively in this game? I mean, yeah, the Bruins are uh... – they're pretty stingy defensively. They're a top top team when it comes to you know shot attempt differential, shot differential. Um, a lot of people have been saying they need to upgrade on defense before the trade deadline, but overall their team defense uh, has been pretty good, especially with Patrice Bergeron and Brad Marchand uh, in the lineup. So. Uh, I, I'm kind of expecting that it'll be Jeremy Swayman who will get the start uh, tomorrow night, or sorry, against the against Vegas, and um, you know he's fresh off uh, NHL Rookie of the Month honors, looking to to keep uh, keep that strong play going. So um, he's really kind of unflappable in net, and if the Bruins are able to to keep the the puck clear from the front of the net. I think they, they have a pretty good, uh, pretty good opportunity here, especially with, yeah, two of uh, Vegas's better forwards in Patchy Reddy and, and stone kind of out of the lineup. I'm sure Jack Eichel being a kind of a local guy, he'll, he'll want to make a good, uh, good performance out of playing against the Bruins. There was of course a lot of talk or hope that the Bruins could somehow swing a deal to bring him uh, in. Obviously that didn't happen, but I'm sure he'll be wanting to, to put up a strong performance against them as well. But, and Riley Smith for that matter, kind of a, one of those classic revenge games uh, playing against his old team, but yeah, pretty, pretty strong defensively as of late, not including the game the other night against the Anaheim ducks where they had a, a couple pretty big breakdowns, but overall yeah, they gave up gave up odd man rushes in that game, which I, odd I man thought rushes, was not, they not clearing typical. the zone well. Uh, Allmark's rebound control wasn't great as well, which uh, which hurt. So that's Ian McLaren of Locked On Bruins. I'm Tony Cardasco. We'll return with more after this. You are listening to Locked On Golden Knights. Basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. Can't wait for March Madness to kick in. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Golden Knights your first listen. Now for your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. 
Welcome back. I'm Tony Cardasco. Now let's return to our crossover edition with Ian McLaren of Locked On Bruins. I wanted to ask you about Jake DeBrusque uh, mm, because yes. now his uh, stock is soaring once again. And uh, I think his agent came out and said, despite, you know, how he's playing currently, he still wants to be traded. Yes. Is that correct? It yeah. is. Yeah. His agent uh, said that the other night. And uh, I guess the Bruins have given permission to his agent to talk to other teams about uh, potential contract extension. I think one of the uh, holdups is that his qualifying offer is like 4.4 million, I think. And maybe some suitors aren't wanting to pay that much. So if they can work out an extension at a lesser number, it would make it more palatable to, to pick him up. Uh, he has been playing on the first line with Marchand Bergeron. I think that was kind of by design to get him going, to uh, boost his trade value. And uh, yeah, I would I would expect that he uh, will be moved before the, the March 21st uh, trade deadline. But in the meantime, if he keeps producing as he has, it's kind of a win-win for, for the Bruins. They get that production, but also boost his trade value at, at the same time. More with Ian McLaren of Lockdown Bruins when we return. You're listening to Lockdown Golden Knights. Thanks for making Lockdown Golden Knights your first listen every day. It's free and available on all platforms. I'm Tony Cardasco, and today we have our crossover edition with Ian McLaren of Lockdown Bruins. Ian, what else can we expect from the Bruins at the trade deadline? Ah, oh, that's a that's a really tough question. I think um, they have some good young pieces that they might be able to to package with the DeBrusque if they wanted to do a bigger move. Um, I think they do have their eyes on uh, the Coyotes, uh, Jacob Chikrin for sure. Mm-hmm. I've kind of been rooting for a, a Phil Kessel reunion as part of that maybe. Well, how uh, much do you think, uh, how much do you think Kessel has? Because he's linked to some trade rumors with VGK too, but how much do you think he has left in the tank? I think he can in the, in the right situation, role, I obviously. think he can still, uh, you know, we saw how valuable he was to the Penguins. That was a few years ago now. I think he still has enough to, uh, yeah, to be a, a contributor for sure. Not not a star player necessarily, but uh, helping out, uh, you know, if the Bruins were to trade DeBrusque, they would have a pretty big hole on the top line with uh, Marchand and Bergeron, I think. Uh, he could fill in there and uh, and succeed pretty well up there with those guys for sure. So yeah, I, th- I think the Bruins will be pretty active uh, prior to the trade deadline, and and uh, you know they only have so many more kicks at the cup with uh, Patrice Bergeron and Brad Marchand playing at this high of a level. So I, I really think that Sweeney's gonna try to do whatever he can to uh, to improve this this current roster for sure. Yeah, and I think that the Golden Knights will be active as well. I really right. do. And a lot of people yeah. are like, well, they're way over the salary cap, you know, currently and what have you, but they just don't care. <laughs> they <Yeah>. don't care. <laughs> they, if something makes sense, they're going to go out yeah. and they're going to acquire someone first, a player, and then they'll face all those cap complications later yeah. later on. Uh, I think at the top of my list now currently and soaring is if Kenny Dodonoff, uh, mm, yeah. who is at about oh, he's $5 million a year, and I don't yeah. know how they're going to get rid of him and that contract. I really don't. Mm-hmm. But he's just not fitting in. And he hasn't scored in, oh, I think, 13 games now. And right. like in him and I, yeah, one shot on net in the San Jose game, which was like <laughs> it was uh, target practice, basically. <laughs> and he only had one shot on goal. 
and just seems to be lost on that top line. Yeah. They have to do something if they could do a one for one and, you know, or just get his salary off the books. I think uh, they'll be all the better. And uh, I still say goaltending for the Golden Knights, major mm. concern to me, not to the fan base, not to the front office, but I just don't feel like those are the two goalies that are going to carry this team to the cup. Right. I don't. And uh, Verlamov, his name has been mentioned regularly. Mm around yeah. here, you know, from the Islanders and I, I'm not, uh, well, Georgiev too from the Rangers is right. another possibility for Lamoff is to the player that replaced Robin Leonard <laughs> right. with the Islanders. So yeah, that would they be very ironic if that were to happen here, yeah, but for sure. we don't know what the injury is to, to Leonard uh, finally came back after three weeks off. Um, they were talking a lot about it being a torn labrum. And that mm. was from uh, Frank Saravelli. And uh, last night uh, in the post game, or I should say a couple of nights ago in the post game comments, uh, Leonard took a good run at Saravelli calling him Dr. Saravelli. He said, you need to, you need to ask my doctor, (laughs) you know, what the injury is or how I'm feeling. But it was, uh, I I don't know. He's, uh, he's so, he's so often injured. Right. And he's like, he's in and out of the lineup and I don't know what to expect. And in the game against San Jose, Again, 17 shots on goal. I think four of them came late in the game in garbage time. Right. And and uh, he only had to make two two big saves. And then uh, he gave up that one um, garbage goal where Benino fanned and then Noah Gregor just followed it up. You know, it's just right out in front of the net. But it was yeah, uh, I, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, uh, what happens at trade deadline time for the Golden Knights because they will not stand pat. Right. <laughs> it, just based on the history here. Uh, they will not stand pat, and they don't care about the salary cap. They don't even think it, it exists. Thanks again to Ian McLaren of Locked On Bruins for joining us on today's crossover. And thank you for making Locked On Golden Knights your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you to become the expert of your fantasy league. It is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We thank you all for tuning in. I'm Tony Cardasco. So long for now. We'll see you again tomorrow right here on Locked On Golden Knights.